Welcome to Realcast, the weekly roundup of the real asset markets. My name is Richard Betts and I'm joined this week by Nicole Dines, Dan Innes and Paul Strome. Um, Dan, what have you been following? There's an interesting article in The Guardian at the weekend um, how some supermarket chains are now beginning to use some digital queuing software um, and also things like 24-hour trading, which we've talked about in previous weeks, uh, door marshals and various other things to help people to shop earlier um, to get and sort of capture this uh, spending power um, in the Christmas sale period. I mean, the, the interesting thing I, I saw was that, um, you know, British shoppers were expected to spend £12 billion just in supermarkets this December. And that's a £1.5 billion more than last year. So you can see how supermarkets are really benefiting by, uh, by some of these changes. But social distancing is clearly still a massive factor for any landlord's um, having to deal with retail. We've already seen, you know, from the learnings from previous lockdowns, um, you know, people like, landlords like Capital and Regional introducing a traffic light system to help guide shoppers towards quieter times of the day. Following on from that Primark story we did a couple of weeks ago about late night openings, 300 Tesco stores are going to be open 24 hours a day from this week until Christmas Eve, and many other stores are going to be doing the same. And people like Waitrose are launching a queuing app called Quidini, which sort of helps shoppers to book shopping slots earlier. And Asda's another supermarket are expected to do that as well. But it's been quite a week uh, for consumers. We've been navigating sort of various levels of restrictions, of course. But in the UK, MasterCard, which of course drives the power in our pocket in our credit cards, they're facing the prospect of a £14 billion high court lawsuit on behalf of 46 million consumers. And that's going to be rumbling through. But it's, it's reached the Supreme Court, which was published last Friday. Um, and it brings the case on behalf of millions of UK citizens who are being charged an interchange fee, which he thinks um, broke EU, EU competition law. So watch that one. That's huge. Elsewhere, Debenhams, um, of course, has been in the headlines. Um, we saw a glimmer of hope when Mike Ashley's Fraser's group confirmed that it was in sort of 11th hour talks with the department store chain about a £200 million rescue package. And if successful, of course, Fraser's group could operate 124 Debenham stores under 12-month licences. Um, and that could save thousands of jobs, about 12,000, uh, it's rumoured to be. And of course, um, it was a busy week for the Fraser's Group because they also reported a 29.1% rise in profit after tax, up to £84.4 million in the 26 weeks up to October the 25th. So some pretty impressive uh, results there from Fraser's Group. In other news, um, Aberdeen Standard investments they're going to acquire 60% of logistics real estate manager Tritax it's from the undisclosed sum but Aberdeen say that they're really going into logistics as a key growth area um, in, within real estate and that's coming from Neil Slater um, who you'll know he's head of real estate at Aberdeen Standard Investments they'll initially take on about 60% ownership um, and they said sort of both parties are going to work together and that transaction is expected to close early next year and last of all uh, but certainly not least test Tesco is set to complete its £8 billion sale of its Thai and Malaysian business to a CP retail development company. And that's going to result in a £5 billion 
return uh, to Tesco shareholders in a special dividend. And two and a half billion of that is also going to be invested into their pension fund. Um, and that's expected to complete later this week. Yeah, interesting to see that focus again on logistics there with Aberdeen buying into Tritax. I also noticed that the National Pension Service of Korea had linked up with Heinz to form a 1.5 billion build to core joint venture. Hayu Junan, the chief investment officer of the National Pension Service of Korea said, this venture has committed to a long-term strategy capitalizing on the transformation of living environments, consumer behavior, and space use patterns combined with the latest technology and real estate development. Um, so interesting to see companies beginning to sort of place themselves um, ready for the, for the new types of real estate that may come through. Um, Paul, what have you been following? Well, somewhat counterintuitively, ECE, uh, the German Hamburg-based developer, has opened the Kano shopping centre in Singen, southern Germany, following a two-and-a-half-year development period. The scheme, which ECE says is almost fully let, has about 85 shops with 16,000 metres of sales area on three floors. The concepts are new to Singen. Anchors include grocery stores, Edeka and Norma, and the drugstore DM Drogery Mart, as well as a small department store in uh, Decathlon. The sports retailers opened up the first store in the region there. The developments on Singen's main shopping street in ECAE said there's a catchment of about 370,000 inhabitants in Germany and a further 200,000 in Switzerland. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. EC's invested 165 million in the, in the development. Their director for centre management, Joanna Fisher, said that the scheme is a strong signal of their shared faith in the future of bricks and mortar retail, especially at times like these. But in a reminder of ECE is diversifying, it has developed and now sold logistics centre Berlin Sud to AXA. It's a 56,000 square metre logistics uh, scheme. Meanwhile, AXA has also paid Carlisle European real estate platform about 270 million for a logistics portfolio in northern Italy, concentrated around Milan, Padua and Turin. It's brought on behalf of clients and it comprises 13 assets. That'll be the latest acquisition for AXA's 2.2 billion European logistics portfolio. They said that that, that, that deal was... A, just an opportunity to achieve immediate scale in um, a country where uh, there's basically a low low e-commerce pen penetration. Axe is never far from the news at the moment, it seems. Uh, it, they've completed 22 Bishopsgate in London, a 1.2 million square foot office building, which is 60% pre-let and they've handed it over basically to tenants to fit out. Axe said that it will be the first major London building to embody the structural and cultural shifts in how people work and live. Lipton Rogers Developments are the development partner for the project and Multiplex was the main contractor. Interestingly, the project includes 150,000 square feet of amenities. It's being flagged as a people-centred scheme. And of course, there's a bit of an irony that the week the Brexit deal appears to be going pear-shaped, uh, a French company is opening one of the most advanced buildings in the city. Thanks, Paul. Um, Nicole, what have you been following? Well, the theme that's been mentioned by Paul and by you, Richard, is very much how spaces are changing and how the office is changing. And we had a very interesting briefing on thinking cities, which was very 
positive one because it seems the message is uh, technology makes better buildings and better buildings make better cities and more cohesive societies. And there's this trend for offices to be seen to be doing the right thing. So landlords and I want their headquarters to to show their values. So one of our experts said that we're moving from a battery hand scenario to a free range scenario. So offices have to be more sustainable, cleaner, safer, and also happier spaces where where tenants feel at home. But also there's a trend for private companies to cooperate with the local authorities. Uh, For example, um, Edge Technologies, we're talking about, of course, you know, five years ago, were the first to do their smart building in Amsterdam. For example, they've developed the headquarters of Amazon in Berlin, and the two floors of the space have been given for free to locals to show their art. And the same thing, they're developing a big project in Amsterdam for ABN AMRO. And again, they're linking up with the local authorities and given a big, big space for free to use as a library, a community center. So this is very much this theme of bringing communities on board and, and private uh, public cooperation, which, uh, which is very positive. And on the subject of offices, there was a very interesting survey by Gensler, the global um, architecture and planning firm, which they do every year. This year obviously was very much focused on COVID and the outlook. So their survey, which is done in the UK, US, France and Australia, there are some differences, but there are also some common themes. And definitely about two thirds of uh, respondents in all four areas say that after COVID, they want to go back to the office, at least part time. So the hybrid model seems to be definitely a winner there. They're sort of evenly split between people who want to go back to work one or two days a week or three and four days a week. But the future, according to the survey, there'll be no less space for offices. It would just be less dense. There'd be less density. So the office of the future, they say, would be more adaptable, hyper flexible. It would be more like a convention center with lots of maybe a small room. So it'd be a place for meetings and brainstorming sessions and um, and the, the sort of isolated work would be done more at home. So that's the future of the office, according to Gensler. I also noticed Andrew Smith leaving Catella after 15 years and joining Northern Horizon. Northern Horizon obviously focused also on Nordic healthcare. And I know that uh, the Nordic Healthcare Fund, Fund 4, is being launched. And interesting just to see that focus also on the alternatives. Thanks very much, Nicole. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Paul. Um, Thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you next week um, for our final one before Christmas. Thanks very much. (music) 